Hello and welcome to the M2 Podcast. I'm Michael Anthony. My co-host right here is Kyle Heath. This is the show where we cover gaming industry related news. We're talking esports and personalities, uh, new and upcoming games, general gaming industry related news, and esports and personalities. Wait, I said that. Uh, did I miss it? Technology innovation. That's the other one. Yeah. Hey. There we go. So we got a pretty good show for you guys. Um, at the end of the show, we're going to recoup, um, recap the new games that are going that are going to be coming out for August. So definitely stick around for that. But at the start, Kyle, what have you been up to, man? Oh, dude. What's been good? It's been a week. Actually, um, yeah, in terms of gaming and stuff, I did a decent amount this week. Um, I spent, especially on the weekend, I spent so mm. much time on like Sunday in particular. I think it was Saturday. No, maybe it was Saturday. It was, it was a day during the weekend. I spent a lot of time uh, messing with the new TV I got. Um, in particular, kind of using my other laptop. I was... So... First off, to start it all off on Saturday, I went around and I uh, hit up some thrift stores, got some games, um, got some old like PS2, PS1 games. Since I got the disc drive working again on it, I wanted to try them out. Very nice. Um, and good news is everything works. Every type of disc works, which is good. Um, but yeah, I uh, picked up I picked up GTA 3 and I was playing some GTA Vice City and I picked up I think Pro Skater 3 as well, which I eventually want to get into oh. more because I had Pro Skater 4 for the GameCube, but I didn't have 3, so I ended up finding that. Um, and funny enough, Pro Skater 3, I mean, I would go and grab it, but anyways, Pro Skater 3, like, the disc I got, <laughs> it, was, it had the Blockbuster, like, seal on it or whatever, like, on the disc. Oh, no so, way. <laughs> like, the shield on it. So oh, I yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. I, I got one of those, too. Like, the old throwback ones where the sticker just, like, never would come off. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things you're not supposed to remove it because <laughs> it's Blockbuster yeah. property kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I, I that was on the disc, which I was like, I don't really want to remove this because I think it's kind of cool just to have it on. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah so I, I ended up leaving it on, but anyway, but yeah, all the games I got, I think I got, um, for the PS1 too, I got like Dave Mira, um, like the, his first BMX game. I got that, I tried that out. Um, and I tried that out, really and then Sublime was the f- song that came on. Um, if what I got, dude, that song is yeah. like a banger. Dude. <laughs> I was like, I like just opened it and I was playing, and that was the first song that played. And I was like, dude, this is lit. <laughs> so I was just like playing like the free ride. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty cool. Um, I got uh, I think the first two like Gran Turismo's, um, on PS One, which is pretty cool. Um, tried those, both of those worked. Um, yeah, dude, everything was just everything worked pretty well. I got that adapter to hook it up from rc8 hdmi so i was like playing it on the 60 oh, inch very nice um yeah the only problem with playing it on a 60 inch is like it's just it looks like really extra like old right because it's like you're playing it on that and the graphics just don't hold up to an hd kind of like have you heard way. of the the m classic i don't think so no okay i'll link you so okay. the m classic is originally made for nintendo products but it works perfectly in retro gaming and what it does is it upscales all HDMI signals. Hmm. So when you're converting, you said PS2 or yeah, PS3? PS2. Yeah. 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 So when you're when you're converting from the signals that are on PS2, I think it's going to be at most 480p, and that's only for certain games. I think PlayStation was better than Xbox about this. The other games are 240p. Yeah. But if you use the M Classic, it will actually upscale it to 1080p. Hmm. Sometimes even 4K, but I, I don't think you should really do that ever yeah the irony of it is it's made for nintendo consoles but it won't work that well for n64 for whatever interesting reason. yeah yeah but yeah. all the other consoles it works great yeah. fantastic um, yeah I, kind yeah. of expensive to be but, honest but. i bought like yeah i bought some like cheap like quote-unquote upscaler thing but i don't think it really does a whole lot um yeah. yeah i'll have to look into that sounds interesting but um 
Yeah, I'll link you. But yeah, um, but I was so like I was playing GTA's right. I was playing GTA three. I was like enjoying it. I was like it's pretty fun. But like the quality was so bad, and I was like, wait a minute. I have these in my Steam library, and I have like the original ones, not like the remakes or the remasters. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. how can I play this on my TV? And I was like brainstorming. And, I, and so I was like, okay, they're on Steam. I know Steam Link's a thing. I have a laptop that's just sitting here, not really doing nothing. Let's go. I was like, the first thing I did, took my laptop, hooked it up out there, uh, got an Ethernet to it, hooked it in. Um, and sure enough, my desktop and my laptop were able to connect and pair seamlessly on Steam Link. And so I opened it up. I had to do like I had to spend like 30 minutes to an hour just kind of like mapping the buttons uh, across like that game. I wanted to do Vice City and San Andreas as well and get them all set up so I can just like go through and play. Nice. So I was doing that. I got all the mappings done. It took me like an hour or so just to like set it all up. But now it's like I can literally just like walk out there in my living room right now, like flip open the laptop and like I have a keyboard and everything like set up out there. I can just flip it open, like stream the game from my like desktop and like it's both both my desktop and my laptop are connected to ethernet so it's like there's no like wi-fi latency i just like hook it up stream it and it's like it's it's literally like i'm playing on my pc out there but i don't have to actually lug my pc out there so um it worked really well and so now it's like i've I've been like at least like once a day for the past like few days i've just been like i'll just sit out there for an hour and couch game on like some gta (laughs) just like grab my controller (laughs) that's so cool man it's the experience (laughs) um i could even probably like uh I could probably record my footage too because it was like something else I was looking into. Um, oh, I mean, since it's, since it's streaming from my computer, I could easily record it if I wanted to. But, but I don't know. It's just, I was like, it was one of those things once I got it all set up, I was like, this is sick. And like, I'll have to see if I can maybe set it up <laughs> for other games and stuff too. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, dude, Steam Link is sick, especially if you have like, if you can eliminate a lot of like the input latency possibilities with like Wi Fi and stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. uh, it works very well. So I'm very, uh, very excited and very, uh, very happy with that because i think uh just having that like i haven't done much x cloud gaming much more x cloud gaming on the tv uh, i do want to get back to fable 2 at some point uh but yeah most of my week was just setting up uh and just playing the old gta's i put like i put like four or five hours into vice city and that's kind of like the main one i'm playing right now really enjoying that um i played i tested out san andreas played like the first hour and it's just like I had to put it down because I was like, I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> like, I'm just not like, I'm going to want to do this and play any, I'm going to want to play nothing else. So, but I want to get through like Vice City and possibly three before I get to San Andreas, but it all worked pretty well. So I'm excited, man. It's uh, it's good to have like some nice couch gaming on a, and since it's on PC, it's like 1080. It looks like really, it looks amazing. And it's like, the quality's good. It fills the screen and everything. So it's like the way to do it. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that was most of my week just playing the GTAs like getting that all that's set awesome up. man yeah gta um, is so much fun uh, vice city might have been one of my favorites i think yeah. san andreas i played a little bit but i didn't really get a chance to play it all the way through it was like in passing playing at my friend's place every now and then yeah. whereas like vice city i was able to just go all the way through and like beat the story is really cool yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty interesting because like um i know with vice city it's like you know when you hook up a controller like the button maps and everything is like if you go through a tutorial it like shows the buttons and everything yeah, but I know, like in San Andreas, it, I, for some reason, even though it's a newer game, it doesn't like have that support. <laughs> so it's like harder to kind of bind and kind of see what yeah, works. Interesting. But, I didn't know that. Yeah, I never really. Yeah, it's I a little bit. Uh, about it. Yeah, it's a little bit finicky with controller support on PC for some reason, but I was able to get it to work nonetheless. So, but yeah, fun stuff. But yeah, so I you know expanded my library a little bit. I got some finds. I also picked up a uh, for like fifteen bucks. I picked up a Genesis 
with no controller, but it does have the power cable, so I'm not to at some nice. point buy a controller. And I even got like a game for it for like a you know like nine bucks, I think. It's like a Toy Story or something like that. So um, yeah, at some point I'll probably you know see if it works and clean it out and whatnot. But yeah, it was like I was like fifteen bucks. I can't pass up a Genesis for that, even if it's broken. I'll keep an eye out for it because um, I was intending on going to an indie store, not indie, like a retro gaming store, oh, yeah. in the next like week or so. Um, I'm going to be kind of busy on the weekends, but if I can go like during the week, there's a town near me that basically is 15 years in the past and they'll definitely have like Sega um, games and all this other types of stuff. Maybe I can find something for you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I funny enough, like pawn shops and flea markets have been like my go to around here because like they always have the older marketplace is slept on as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. I like the the physical and then like I know I get, you know, it's still physical with Facebook and stuff, but I don't know. Like the uh, like going and like browsing and kind of just seeing uh, all that. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah, actually, like being able to touch it, see if it's actually quality or if it's a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice to know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna go on any longer, Mike. That was my week. What about yours? Nice man. Um, I've been pretty busy, dude. I've, in terms of gaming, I've been putting in a ton of hours into Diablo Four, trying to get through that as quickly as possible. And now I'm like. My buddy told me, he was just like, yeah, you can get the, uh, he was like, download the game. I need somebody to run with me so we can go through dungeons and stuff like this. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, but like, how do you get a mount? Because I know those types of games, you need a way to get around the map quicker. And he's like, oh yeah, it should happen pretty quickly. Just just try to get through the first act or whatever and you'll have your mount. I find out it's the third act out of four. So you're 75% through the game until you get a mount. And now I'm like irritated. I haven't, I've been playing for like, I don't know how many hours it's been plenty of hours. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like trying to learn the game. I've haven't played a game like this in a incredibly long time. I don't really know how it works. So the story is very captivating. Do not get me wrong, but it just feels like such a grind because I want to get the mount so I can play with my friends because my friends already have their mounts and they don't want to wait on me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I've been doing that. I've been playing a buttload of Animele or Super Smash Bros. Melee on the PC. That's right, been a lot okay. of fun. Playing with one of my buddies. Uh, we're about the same skill level. He's probably a little bit better than me. But it's it's a good enough balance and skill that we can really go at each other. And we're getting better collectively. Because mm-hmm. um, neither one of us have played the game in like 10 years. So we're both like... He's, he's been sending me like GameCube controller uh, layouts and all the buttons and I've been doing the same. And we're like, dude, this is, we're, we're getting dangerously close to being obsessed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then if we get to that level, it's like, dang, we're going to Evo. We're going to start competing because we're like competitive <laughs> people too. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been playing Halo 2 as well. Uh, that's been pretty big. I, I found another Discord pretty active in there i've been running series i've been streaming again that's yeah, been yeah. fun Notice that. um i've also what was the last game uh oh yeah i fixed my halo infinite it only took about eight hours to uh, reconfigure okay. my entire computer to figure out what was going on mm. i can't even describe it in a short format of how i got it to work again <laughs> just just i i went really critical into how windows operates in general and perfected that and then i shifted all of my like performance settings to something Jeez, else dude. so it would work it's crazy how bad that game's optimized dude. but the benefit of it is now that it's functional on my pc all my other games run like butter 
Oh, so. yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, I was going to say, you did yeah. all that just for one, just for Halo. Yeah, not, dude. I don't know. Not, <laughs> not just one game. It actually, like, there is a little bit of drawback. Like, some of my text is a little bit more pixelated and blocky mm. in pretty much all of my browsers, all of my, like, not really all of my uh, window settings, but, like, definitely if I'm on Discord, if I'm on, like, Firefox, all this other stuff, Google, Chrome, um, all of that's like definitely way less hardware acceleration is the main yeah, thing that I yeah, turned off. But because true. of and I've like turned off all these other things, but mm-hmm. it, I watch YouTube a bunch, so that was a priority. Like my quality's still really good. And the last thing I've been working on before we get into our first um, news article is I bought myself and I I have it right here. I was gonna think about Ooh. doing a unboxing, but. We're about 12 and a half minutes into the episode already, so I don't want to do that. Uh, but I got a Raspberry Pi starter kit. Hey, that's sick. So, huh? yeah, my, my overall plan, man, is uh, I'm going to use this Raspberry Pi to build a DNS server to connect to in my my home. And, and add block also, everything. Let's go. And add block <laughs> everything, dude. Let's go. So that's my plan. This thing is pretty much like... It already has the software um, installed. It has a case. It has RAM. It has storage. Like it, it's got everything you could possibly need. And I got this. That's pretty sick. Totally got this totally bamf knife right here. Probably <laughs> illegal in the states, in public at least. Um, oh yeah, you have to assemble it. But basically, yeah, it's it's got a. Uh, it's even got heat sinks and stuff. Um, we'll work on that stuff uh after we're done recording yeah dude but, i you know it's funny you say that too because like i see a raspberry pi now i'm just thinking oh i want a retro pi or i want to create like an everything yeah, console or <laughs> just like put everything on it oh damn the possibilities yes sir and then uh the last thing is this shirt is not totally satanic um it's from bring me the horizon i saw them last week so no just so you think mike's not a satanist <laughs> yeah not totally at least no, i'm just kidding i just like metal it's angry yeah. music for happy people that's all it is very much is i can say so. all right man so speaking of uh happy people why don't we get into the i like it the, i like it the next article man yeah uh, yeah or the we first got, article yeah we got our first little article here um yeah we have a lot to go through but i wanted to talk about just briefly uh assassin's creed mirage uh the new assassin's creed title coming out this fall um the length is quote mercifully short <laughs> ubisoft is confirming um ubisoft has revealed how long it will take to beat assassin's creed mirage and it's thankfully much shorter than previous entries it's coming from gaming bible sam cowley let's say it like that um recent assassin's creed games specifically the rpg trilogy significantly increased the scope of the series uh, with enormous open worlds never-ending quests and a lot of playtime, especially if you're a completionist that is we talked about it before you know Yep. Bahala, 60 hours. Huh? Like, <laughs> Odyssey, huh? like 40. Origins, 20. Like, that's your minimums. Uh, it just gets bigger and bigger, right? Well, the first RPG game in the series, Origins, had a generously sized map. Its successors, Odyssey and Valhalla, took an open world exploration to stupidly large levels. Uh, this proved too much even for the most dedicated fans, which is why uh, many were thankful to learn that the next game, Assassin's Creed Mirage, will have a much more confined map to explore. A smaller map means less to do, especially without as many side quests as the last three games, which had led many to wonder how long it would take to beat the upcoming title. Recently, Ubisoft addressed the game's length through an interview with YouTuber uh, Julian... Don't know the last name? She's... Uh, she, uh, 
Chizen? Chizy? Chizy? I would say Chizy. It sounds right. Who spoke with the lead producer for Sad Screen Mirage? Um, Fabienne Solomon. Um, so, so how long is the game? Well, Solomon had this to say. Uh, the latest playtimes we've received averaged around 20 to 23 hours. That can go up to 25 to 30 hours for the completionist. And we'll say that those will be rushing the game will be around 20 hours. That is miles shorter than the previous games. <laughs> and uh, we're yeah. thankful We're thankful for it. Taking a look at how long to beat, which I know we talked about before, um, for the main story of Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, those games clock at 30, 45, and 60 and a half hours respectively. Uh, that's not even counting side content plus DLCs that were released for all three of the games. With Assassin's Creed Mirage promising to take the series back to its roots of close quarter stealth and combat, I'm sure many players will be thankful to play a game that won't take them weeks to finish. Assassin's Creed Mirage will launch on the 12th of October for Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 5, and PC. I agree with Sam, dude. Very happy to hear Jeez, that this is not... a uh, <laughs> shorter game. I know when I read this article, it was like the first thing. I was like, thank God. Um, it's not, you know, some 60 hour epic because, uh, I think, it, I feel like it would turn a lot of people off, including myself to even try. Um, because yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, maybe I'll play Valhalla one day, but it's not on my, it's not on my recent list, put it that way. So, um, quite the game. I don't know. What do you think, Mike, dude? You want a short Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Like, I just, I'm running out of time to do things that I want to do. Um, specifically in terms of like gaming, I have a lot of games on my list that I really want to get to. Some of them are coming out this month that I that I can't get to <laughs> yeah. um, anytime soon. But it's it's like some I, I think I think you shouldn't be adding length to games just because it looks good on paper to say like oh we have so much content that it's sixty and a half hours where <laughs> yeah. it's just repetitive <laughs> side stories over and over again and you're not really adding any depth to the main story that you're trying to tell. You know. So right. I think I think sometimes like shortened games like 20, 30 hour games, those are still really long games conventionally. Um, it, as long as you're on track and you're telling a good story, I'm cool with it. Uh, I, I prefer shorter games just because of my own time con- like constraints, you know? Yeah. Dude, I mean, the, the biggest point you were mentioning is the story. If you're going to create a 20, 30 hour game, like I hope it holds me through the entire thing, you know? Uh, 100%. Yeah. I think it's easy. I don't know. Like when I was playing Origins, I mean, I've only played like four or five, I've maybe three or four hours, but it's like, I don't know. I, the story didn't really rope me in. I don't think maybe I need to play it a little longer, but yeah, it's like, um, but yeah, it's like, but I'm just looking at that thinking, you know, I mean, we're talking about what a, you know, <laughs> a 35 hour game and it's like, I'm like struggling the first three or four. It's like, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's no point in me continuing. I feel like I'll probably get back to it one day. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, the Assassin's Creed games, especially later titles, I just haven't played because, yeah, they're just so long. So long. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You, you know what's a shame that I don't think we've ever mentioned on the podcast is how most new titles, not new titles really, just most new games in general, if it's done by a AAA title, uh, AAA studio, I keep saying title, but it, it, most of them have this like 30 to an hour long intro period. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it's a forced tutorial built within the game. Yeah. It, it's really annoying. Sometimes I wish <laughs> you could just like skip it, but it, it feels like some games I have to do it. It's like at the start of every game yeah. we're out here. Like, dude, I don't need that in Call of Duty. I've been playing Call of Duty since it came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> you got to introduce like, the new gamers, Mike. Come on. 
bro it's if it's a like (laughs) come on man it's 2023 every kid that's six years old has a smartphone we're all been playing or using technology for a long time sometimes it's okay to just say opt out of help you know or it's okay to not hold someone's hand is that what you're saying (laughs) yeah yeah like yeah i mean a good we've actually talked about this too with the elden ring how one of the main reasons why elden ring was successful is because there was no holding the hands you know just figure it out just figure it out good luck yeah i totally agree I think, uh, I mean, I don't know when I'm playing games. And, I mean, yeah, tutorial sections don't really bother me. Just, but like, if it's like, you know, if it's like 30 minutes and I'm still on tutorial section, it's like, dude, that's way too long. Um, but yeah, or or finish the uh, the first like chapter or mission in order to play with your friends. Oh, dude, yeah, up. that that could be annoying, that, especially if you're in a multiplayer that's like game. Tough, man, oh, that could be. That's it's tough. Like, you're trying. Oh, you want to play Division? That which one you want to play Division Two? You want to play that? Okay, yeah. well, like, give it. Hold on, you got to get through the tutorial first. Probably take an hour. <laughs> Since like, yeah. it's like, come on, so dude, like, I'm play with my friends. <laughs> it's the absolute worst when you're like, uh, this happened with Destiny Two. I think Des- yeah, Destiny Two. You have to play first, uh, yeah. the first like main introduction, and it's just like, dude, yeah. I get it. This is an awesome story, but can I invite my friend? We can play split screen like we could back in the day, like <laughs> something, something, something. And you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, dude, a lot but of games Assassin's Creed, that uh, Yeah, but Assassin's Creed coming out in October 12th, that's not too far away. It's really not. And two months. I'm looking forward to it. Two I months. think it's going to be pretty cool. Based in Baghdad this time, right? I think, I think so. so, yeah. You, you, know, dude, you know what comes out in a month, dude? Oh. Starfield. <laughs> it does. <laughs> that's in a month. pretty good. Right. Neither here nor there. I will say, though, I don't know if we're going to get a new game about the series soon, but, you know, we talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, you 100% grabbed this article because I think I tweeted about you it. You did tweet like, about oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. saw this. Is that like, why you grabbed it? That's my guy. My man. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be like a passion for me, okay? Um, Transformers, the IP, the game. Love it. Uh, never read the comics, so I'm not like that big into it, but I've like watched all the movies. I've played the games. I'm like, really big into it. And speaking of the games is Hasbro is apologizing for claiming Activision lost its Transformers games. So the toy company <laughs> says its recent comments were made in error. And I actually quote tweeted the, uh, the Activision Blizzard um, person <laughs> about this. Yeah. So Chris Scullion out of Video Game Chronicles, who we've covered his articles so many times at this point. Um, and ha- sorry, the article goes on to say that in an interview with Transformers World last week, a member of Hasbro team said it would like to see Microsoft revive Activision's old Transformers games via Game Pass. And dude, that is a fact. Debbie. So, <laughs> so people might not know because these games came out in like early 2010s, right before or right during the Transformers movie started coming out with Michael Bay, like the first one, two, and three. Mike, uh, Megan Fox and uh, uh, who was the main... Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, oh, yeah. thank you. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> so all of this, uh, all of that was going on at the same time as the games releasing. And I think a lot of people thought the games were a traditional video game adaptation of the movie. You know mm-hmm. how those were back yeah. in the day? They were just yeah. like, you play through <laughs> the movie and it was super lame. But no, this was like, the background story was the war for Cybertron and the fall of Cybertron. So this happened before the movies. And... Yeah. 
it was so much fun. Really, really good campaign. Really good story. It was really unique. Characters were phenomenal. And the multiplayer was amazing. It was just a load of fun. So yeah. that's why I'm excited. Long way to say I'm excited. So <laughs> let's continue on with the article. It claimed, however, that this may not be possible because it believed Activision had lost the hard drives containing the games. The person that was being interviewed said that, sadly, apparently Activision's not sure what hard drives they're on in their building. When a company eats a... Yeah, when a company eats a company that eats a company, things get lost, and that's very frustrating. Hope is that now that the deal is moving forward with Microsoft and Xbox, they'll go through all the archives and every hard drive to find it all, because it's an easy Game Pass ad. Now in a statement to VGC, the company has now apologized to Activision, saying comments were made in error. So to clarify, comments that suggest Transformers games have been lost were made in error, says the Hasbro's official statement and they apologized to activision and regret any confusion they've been great partners and we look forward to future opportunities to work together they said currently transformers devastation fall of cybertron rise of the dark spark and transformers war for cybertron all of which were published by activision are currently unavailable for purchase digitally that is a fact and they're nearly impossible to find in stores um use game stores in goodwill facebook marketplace dude i can't find it anywhere i'm sure you can find it on like ebay possibly amazon but i got them digitally and (laughs) uh might be playing it occasionally on a emulator But the yeah, games man. are phenomenal, and it's a really good story. And if anybody's interested, if anybody, like, maybe, Kyle, you might be like this. It, do you watch uh, video game cutscenes and, like, kind of in a movie format on YouTube? I've done that with, um, you know, funny enough, I did that with uh, Last of Us, whenever the TV show came out. Oh, I wanted to actually yeah. see the game again. I was like, how does it, what do they, like, use? Oh, that's a good idea. Use? Yeah, that was the yeah. last time I did it. Well, you could do the same thing with Transformers. Okay. So I would okay. recommend... Fall of Cybertron and the War of Cybertron. Oh, well, War of Cybertron is the first one and the Fall of Cybertron. The other ones follow too similar to the movies. So those are the two that I would really recommend. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Huge skill gap, man. That game is fun. (laughs) So much fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, though, that they, they made the claim that lost the code, and then they're like, no, it's right here. <laughs> like, we didn't yeah, lose it's it. awesome. We got it. But it, which, is, which is cool to hear, right? Because it's like, oh, they actually have the code readily available. So, you know, it could actually, something could come of it. Who knows? Yeah. I'd be, I'd be yeah, if he's coming to Game Pass, I'm checking them out, like, <laughs> for sure. I, I, these are games that I highly recommend to pretty much anybody that's into arena shooters or uh-huh. just overall campaign, sh- like, shooters go through... It basically go from point A to point B, shoot a bunch of people like it's old school Halo or something like that. That kind of style of game. And then you have a really cool cutscene, adds to the story, and it keeps making you want to play because the reward is worth it. Mm, so, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, if you're into cars, right? It's the ultimate thing uh, to watch. You can fly, dude. You can fly. <laughs> you, you can, can fly. like race. You can you can like morph. You can do all these superpowers. It's, it's Transformers, dude. It's sick. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool stuff, man. Um, I, I mean, I hope Xbox does something with it, brings it, uh, brings it to Game Pass. I think, uh, it, from the sounds of it, it'd be totally worth it. So <laughs> they should consider. Yeah, I expect sure. everything to be coming to Game Pass pretty soon here. 
Dude, uh, yeah, this deal kind of scared of what they're going to uncover and bring out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm hoping Game Pass value is uh, ticks upwards. Skyrocket. Oh, thousand percent, dude. Hundred <laughs> percent. You, know, you know, what know what other, other values, baby, are dude. also cursing? My bad. Uh, <laughs> You're about to say the same thing I was. Oh, true, true. It's a good, it's a good transition. I, I will also preface to say that this is from uh, Zach Zai was in. I'm sorry, Zach. Um, this is from his article over at Kotaku. So it's probably going to be very opinionated. And I read a little bit of it. It's a little bit opinionated, but that's okay. Because I, I think a lot of this stuff I would uh, somewhat agree with. Um, so anyway, GTA Online publisher executives are getting $72 million thanks to player spending in their games. And this is the exact spot, you. Saying it's not the Sheesh. best. Anyway, um, so it says all the shark card sales in GTA Online and uh, VC purchases and NBA 2K add up to big payday. According to new documents, GTA, Borderlands, and NBA 2K publisher Take-Two Interactive is, is paying two of its top execs over $70 million this year. That's over twice what it paid the same executives last year, and that number could increase next year as players continue to spend more and more on in-game purchases. It's no secret that some video game publishers pay their top executives a lot of money. But in a horrible world of corporate capitalism, numbers can always go up. For example, take two interactive CEO Strauss uh, Zelnick and President Carl, Carl Sladoff were paid a combined $30 million last year. Um, a very large number, sure. But as previously reported, the new contracts were designed to reward them for how well the company performed. A large chunk of that performance-based payout is directly connected to how much money the company is bringing in from current consumer spending, aka microtransactions and battle passes. It turns out, over the last year, a lot of people have spent a lot of money buying stuff in various Take-Two-owned video games. <laughs> no surprise, I feel like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no kidding. The revelation came about as Take-Two Interactive just released its annual proxy filing to stock owners and disclosed in the publicly accessible SEC filing was the confirmation that over the past year, Zelnick and Sladoff were paid a combined and hard-to-fathom $72 million via a mix of cash and stock. The top execs are part of their own management company, ZMC. Take-Two pays ZMC that large sum of money, and it is split between the two in a contract that Axios points out gives Sladoff no more than 40%. That is crazy. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts, huh? <laughs> Holy crap. I didn't know Jeez. that. These contracts, Mike, getting kind of crazy with these execs. And they're just execs, the... dude. You ain't working on the game, nothing. Just an exec. Yeah, um, don't get me started. <laughs> if you dig a bit deeper into that massive number, you'll see that a sizable piece of ZMZ, ZMC's payday, around $44 million, is directly influenced by Take-Two's performance. Specifically, nearly 25% of that is based on Take-Two expecting an increase in people buying up microtransactions in popular games like NBA 2K23 and GTA Online, as well as Take-Two's mobile games. What does this mean? Well, if the two execs lead the company in a way that sees MTX spending increase, their next payday could skyrocket beyond a combined $70 million. But if in-app purchases decrease or fail to grow, they could see a decrease in compensation. So with all that in mind, it shouldn't be surprising that particularly every Take-Two published game and franchise is filled to the brim with extra ways to buy digital stuff. The people in charge can't buy more fancy cars and big yachts otherwise, <laughs> which might explain a sl the slot machines that are in NBA 2K. NBA 2K, which I didn't even know. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about it. I heard it. 
dude. I, I was about to say, I was like, I'm pretty sure the uh, the NBA 2K is bringing in the most money. I think a couple of years back when yeah, like probably. GTA was really popping off, uh, especially during the uh, the modding era where people are doing role play. Yeah, like RP. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think that was like that probably was bringing more money. But 2K is just predatory, man. Absolutely yeah, predatory. Most of the sport games, I feel like, are. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's why like I'm gambling. not. It's why I'm not super into sports games. I mean, I used to be into FIFA, but that was it. I just I stopped playing that yeah. after like a year because <laughs> it's just yeah, it's bad. Um, but yeah, Mike, dude, these execs are getting paid, man. You know, um, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, execs are always getting paid for stuff that they don't really like, they really shouldn't be getting paid for. No. Where's this uh distribution going to the developers, though? You know, so I'm saying, yeah, I mean, I don't know okay. how the distribution works. I mean, I get it, especially these bigger execs, they probably fund a lot of this effort. I understand that it's like, but you know. You don't have an effort to fund if you don't have devs at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're the ones, they're kind of ones making the game. So, um, I mean, my question to you is like, do you think these two individual people that are getting paid $70 million total, are they working harder than the developers that are in the grinder working I'm putting eight, in the 40 hours. plus hours a week? You ain't putting in the hours, baby. Uh, yeah, that's. You don't have the so intellect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got the business yeah, side. You got the business intellect. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's that's a wild, wild number. Yeah, and it's even when you see numbers like that, man, and then you see Take Two at the same time come out and be like, "Oh, we have to raise our game prices as well." It's like, bro, you that's just insane. brought in seventy million dollars just <laughs> off of in-game purchases, <laughs> right? Like, including the base game. To, like, yeah, you need to well, raise the cost of the game because it's more expensive to make a game in the new <laughs> modern era. Yeah. bro oh man whatever it's funny i i can i can go back to the book i've been reading by the one and only jason schreier and i i just i think about the pillars of eternity team you know or path of exile team sorry when i say pillars of eternity different poe <laughs> but i was just i was thinking about obsidian man they just like they said you know they didn't want to deal with execs they didn't want to deal with any of that so they just went straight to crowdfunding and they got what they needed made a great game and yeah it's like no execs needed kind of thing um and the, the well, people actually got paid, you know? True, but that only works to an extent. There are other yeah, games out there that are like doing crowdfunding. Solution, but yeah. There, there are some games, and I'm going to say Star Citizen is one of them that's been, I think I mentioned to you, been in development since 2015, is a crowdfunding game, has crowdfunded, I think, upwards of $250 million. Uh, they don't have a finished product yet. Yeah. That's tough, so, you know? We're coming up on ten years, tough. <laughs> it's uh, tough, tough. It's twenty twenty three, and they started in twenty fifteen. Oh, really? They started before then, but yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, it's a it's a slippery slope, but at the same time, it's it's whatever people want to do with their money. Ultimately, true, yeah. if you're a consumer, you you see something shiny in a game and you want to pay for it, you want to buy it, then go for it. That's if right, you don't you have self control right. and you're a degenerate gambler, um then there needs to be some type of like legal protection for that you know yeah. yeah who knows i mean yeah yeah you have a choice i mean it's one of those things that at the end of the day if you want to support it um buy microtransactions but if you don't want to support it you know just realize where the money's going kind of thing and just like think about it you know yeah that's why i don't really do microtransactions that's just me <laughs> so i just Same. i just get the games that's all i really do um but yeah dude know where your money's going I mean, your money could go to something like this, you know, in our next article. <laughs> so, 
another article that uh, Kyle over here has perfected specifically for me. <laughs> I think I linked I linked this in the group chat with Nick you sure uh, did. to you. Sure did. Pretty pretty excited about it. There's a couple of different. L let me just read the. Let's just read the title first. So this is coming from Anthony uh, D. Bene Benedetto. I think I pronounced think it so, right. Yeah. He's at The Verge, and he's written an article about this $49.99 wired Xbox controller has sticks that won't drift. The GameSir G7 SE, dude, has like, that's the most engineered title, <laughs> like model name? manufacturer. <laughs> that's a model, like just shorten it, man. Like yeah, the right. Microsoft Elite controller, that kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, so the GameSir G7 SE is the first licensed Xbox controller to use Hall Effect analog sticks. Even Microsoft's Elite controllers lack that. So the reason why this is significant, and I want to give clarity for some people why I'm excited, is Hall Effect uses magnets instead of uh, potentiometers. Uh, basically what it is is your joysticks need to move mechanically, and when you have the rub and tear of a joystick, it wears out over time, and that's how you get stick drift. Hall Effect controllers reduce the mechanical rubbing factor of it, like the physical factor of them grinding together and wearing down and getting stick drift by using magnets. So they stay way more precise for a longer period of time. So so much so that the buttons are more likely to fail than the actual joysticks in these types of controllers. It's kind of like future-proofing analog stick drift. Was that an accurate description? Does that make sense, Kyle? It's a very accurate description, I think. All right, so let's get into it. So stick drift can plague any controller still using wear and tear prone potentiometers. And unfortunately for us, that includes all current first party game pads from Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. However, after years of notoriously drift prone Joy-Cons, third party accessory makers like 8-Bit Doe and the Gilly Kit have been slowly stepping up to offer alternatives that utilize drift free Hall Effect sensors. The latest is the GameSir G7's SE, and this one is the first Xbox controller that is licensed to have Hall Effect eight, eight. sticks, which is pretty considerate. Um, the Gilly, for for reference, the Gilly Kit, uh, it's the Gilly Kit King Kong Pro Two or whatever. They are a wireless controller and can only be connected through Bluetooth to everything but the Xbox. The Eight Bit Doe also has Hall Effect controllers, but I'm pretty sure it can be connected to an Xbox, but it's not licensed by Xbox. Thank uh, I see. So, but the Gilly Kit can't. So, GameSir G7 SE is a new model based on G7. Uh, it released earlier this year, which is, sole, which is a solid gamepad. And let's see, Antonio... I'm going to try to speak in his perspective. Antonio gave a small nod in the controller, the Xbox controller buying guide. Like the standard G7, the SE is a wired only controller for Xbox Series X and S and PC with the USB-C port for its connection. Two programmable rear buttons and a magnetically removable and paintable faceplate for That's personalization. Sick. I like that. <laughs> it is pretty cool. And it's pretty surprising. That's only 50 bucks. So, what the G7 SE adds to the equation are Hall Effect sensors in its sticks and triggers as well as lookout switches for the rear buttons to prevent accidental activation. 
So the revised anti-drift version of the G7 SE runs $50, which is currently on sale for $45 on Amazon. This is a USD, by the way, for anybody that's mm. listening outside the, our country. And just $5 more than the standard G7, which is... Uh, when it's not discontinued. When, when, it's, when it's not, not discontinued. Right? Okay, I was like, read that incorrectly. Thank you for helping me. So the controller Maybe. pretty much looks like a standard Xbox controller. Except it's got Hall Effect 6, it's got two back buttons, similar to the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, for anybody that's familiar with those controllers, like small little large pads that you can use to extend your fingers and, you know, programmable and stuff like that. And pretty much, uh, I don't, I think at this point we've essentially covered everything in this article, (laughs) other than, I've been looking at this controller for a while, I've been, I linked it to you, I'm really interested in it, I want to see if it's good. One of the content creators, ex-coach, ex-pro Halo player, current streamer, content creator, and analytics at G1, <laughs> Mr. Eli Z Ninja, uh, my dude, he actually bought this controller, and he's waiting on it to be delivered. So okay. I'm going to be keeping cool. an eye out for him and seeing his take. But a couple of things that are pretty cool about the Hall Effect sticks for anybody that's Maybe you're not interested in Xbox controllers and you have a Switch, for example, because the Joy-Cons are trash. They have a Gilly kit, actually has a, a kit, a pack, where you can switch out your joysticks for Hall Effect joysticks straight oh, out of the nice. Joy-Cons. So you can like just take it apart, take out their version of their joysticks, and then insert the Gilly kit ones. You can also buy their actual controller. You can do a whole mess of things. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I, I have the modding mindset. So when I hear stuff like that, it's like, okay, that's actually pretty interesting. You can yeah. just like buy regular Joy-Cons and then just switch them out. Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, it's pretty similar to being modular, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool the graphic they show too. Um, just kind of showing the magnets and um, kind of how the magnets work with the sensor and saying apparently it has like 5 million cycles that you can just turn the yeah. stick and it should be good. and. Yeah. That means it's going to last for decades. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, but, it's going to last I mean, for decades. I mean, this thing, Mike, is it? Is this the? Is is this the only controller I need for the next ten years? <laughs> if I were to buy a controller, like, I I wouldn't go that far because you still have mechanics. So, I I've talked about this a little bit when it comes for people that don't know. My background is mechanical engineering, and I talked about this when it comes to the elite controllers. The elite controllers last maybe two months if you're a heavy user. If you're casual user you're never going to notice and you're not going to really care but for people that are like competitive gamers if you have an elite controller it's going to die within a month or two yeah. um, and the reason for that is there's so many mechanical functions that are happening in the controller itself so it just deteriorates and wears over time right they're just not made to last right yeah. um, they're made to be profitable it's probably the best way to say it <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's you're always going to have wear and tear on controllers. I think with this particular type of controller, your main wear and tear is going to be the most constantly hit but- like buttons, right? So they have the they have Hall, Hall Effect triggers, which I'm not even sure how that works. I haven't seen that myself. I'd like to check it out, but probably your bumpers would be the next ones to fail. Your standard A button, most common button on the controller, or any of your back buttons. Those are always going to be the ones that are going to be close to failing. I think yeah. the future is a hundred percent modular controller that takes Hall Effect joysticks. Yeah. I think that will make it indestructible and the best. 
until the the refresh rate in the software is outpaced by better newer controllers. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the play, right? To just go modular, like it's most consumer friendly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's how your controller is going to last long. I, I think the fact that you can customize this too and personalize it if you want to like paint the faceplate and like spray paint. Oh or yeah, something. very cool. I, I really very like cool. that. Um, I wish more controllers kind of gave that option. Like you pop off the faceplate and just paint it whatever you want. Kind of gives you a blank canvas. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. I, I'm I'm intrigued. Um, I, it is only wired, which you know, the couch gamer in me has to come out and be like, oh, come on, <laughs> like I want that wire. No, I want that wireless yeah. goodness sometimes. Um, just get a USB dongle, you know. Yeah, yeah, good work. Just get, just get a like it's a USB C connection coming out of the controller. You can get one of those. It's a Wi Fi adapter, and then plug the other end into your Xbox. GGs, you're done. I'm buying this controller. All right, it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like don't limit yourself, dude. It's fifty bucks. It, it's, yeah, it's I mean, worth... yeah, that's what's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, the fact that it's fifty with this much features is crazy, and the fact that you can lock out the back Same. buttons, I think that's really nice too. Because sometimes I'll find myself like gripping the controller too hard in tense moments, and I just click a button. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Um, so the fact that you can do that's actually pretty. I'm sick. guilty of that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just bad, that... dude. But you know, sometimes I accidentally press them. So yeah. it is what it is. But you know it's kind of bad, but also bad is a good thing. Is the next game that actually came out at the time of our recording? It's crazy, dude. It's out right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's out right it's now. Crazy. It's out right now. I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to you uh, breaking this one down. True. Let's get into it. Yeah, both of these last articles were, uh, I guess, like two weeks ago now. But you know, it's one of those things. They're still relevant, so we're covering them, baby. Um, but yeah, this one in particular too. Baldur's Gate Three, the ending to Baldur's Gate Three, has seventeen thousand variations. Sheesh. Just gonna let that sit for a second, you know. How much of his oh, AI man. you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> Chat GPT wrote how many? Um the upcoming RPG Baldur's Gate 3 seemingly has more possible ending variations than anyone might have guessed. According to Fixtra Fixtra Life, Fixtra Life, um, there are around seventeen thousand variations of the game's ending. Pull this article from GameSpot, by the way. Eddie McCuch McCush. I don't know. Um, said they spoke with writer uh, Crystal Ding, uh, who supplied the 17,000 number, the director of publishing at developer uh, Larian Studios, Larian Studios, seemingly confirmed the figure, saying in a tweet, oh no, they found the 17,000 number. Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, this doesn't mean that there are 17,000 main endings, but rather 17,000 variations of the ending, uh, with the differences being subtle to minor um, in terms of the number of endings of the game's main story. Uh, Larian apparently has not been able to confirm a number. Um, according to Larian, it will take between 75 to 100 hours to finish the main campaign in Baldur's Gate 3. For those, <laughs> Mike's face. <laughs> for Dude, those what? who want, for those who want to do everything, they should expect to play for around two hundred hours. Larian said. <laughs> we're talking bro, about, what? <laughs> we're talking about Assassin's Creed, dude. Baldur's Gate, bro. That's insane. I'm about yeah. to take this off my list. Where is my list? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This is it guy. This guy. Before this, you think, Larry... you think I'm trolling? 
ain't no troll here, bro. Uh, before this, Lyrian alluded to Baldur's Gate 3 being an absolutely massive game. In a recent blog post, the studio said the title has more, quote, cinematic dialogue than, quote, three times all three Lord of the Rings novels combined. The game's 174 hours of cinematics is more than twice the length of every season of Game of Thrones combined. Dude, this, how long have they been working on this game? Oh my gosh. That's insane. What? <laughs> Dude. Can't believe that. It's kind of crazy. All that content serves to give you a tremendous amount of choice and consequence, ensuring everyone's adventure will be unique. Yeah, no kidding. I would hope so. That amount of content. If I... Mike, the game is this long and has this much to offer. If I was talking to a buddy that played it, and he said he got the same path I did, I'd be pissed off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> After all this content that's in there, I better have a unique playthrough. Ladies and gentlemen, Baldur's Gate 3, release. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 releases on August 3rd, which was yesterday, on PC. And part of the reason the date was brought forward from August 31st was to avoid a clash with Starfield. Here we are. I see multiple streamers today playing it on Twitch when I checked last time. Uh, they're gonna be playing forever, dude. <laughs> they're gonna be playing until Starfield comes out. <laughs> two months after Starfield comes out. Oh yeah, easily two months after. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, the PS5 edition is set to uh, is set to release on September 6th, the day that Starfield releases. <laughs> uh, there's no PS5 edition of Starfield, however, an Xbox version of Baldur's Gate 3 could still happen, but not until Larian is satisfied with how the game performs across both Series X and S. So probably get away a little longer for that uh that thing. But I gotta say, Mike, I don't know if I'm playing this game. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> That's intimidating. Oh, I'm definitely not playing it. That's intimidating. I'm definitely not. I ain't gonna lie. You know that kind of thing. I mean it's cool that there's seventeen thousand endings or variations. Um that's cool that there's nuance, right? But there's it seems like yeah. there's a lot of like minute details with this game. I mean it's almost impressive. I, I mean I'd love to see like I'd love to hear a review of it or like someone to kind of say like what they think about it. You can't review a game until you play it all the way through, and you would have to give the game to a reviewer last year. <laughs> so it's like, come on, man. Mm. Um, dude, yeah, very true. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to go on the tangent I want to go on right now, but <laughs> I will say the, the most po the positive thing out of this is that they're not willing to release the game on other platforms until they feel satisfied with its completion. Sure. So that's good. Sure. Yeah. I really like that. Um, we know the travesty that happened with Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, how that didn't really work with other platforms. I mean, yeah. I guess it makes sense to length. I feel like this game's been worked on. Like, we've heard about this game for so long, and it's just now coming out, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it makes I sense, mean, I, I guess. I don't, know how, I don't know how relevant it is, but Baldur's Gate 2 came out in 2001. Yeah, and that so, was, a, I mean, yeah, that's a huge game, so. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i kind of concerned. When I see numbers like that, are you adding content, or are you just adding repetitiveness, you know? It's like, it's, it's like a Terraria thing, right? Like, how much content is enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting question. And you just have a random black figure staring behind it. That was kind of like creepy from my angle, because, like, I didn't really see, like. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. dog. We're dog sitting this week, that's why. Big dogs, big dogs, a dog yeah. in the house. Yeah, they they're gonna entertain each other probably. 
So if they start yeah. chirping in the background, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we been eliminating some dogs out here on the gaming streets, Mike. You already know. We're we booking gotta... it through these, man. Um, we are. This one is another article that Kyle's like, you're covering this one because, you know, <laughs> you know me. I just love hearing about cheaters getting bopped. So <laughs> Ryan Dinsdale, who I actually think he covered the last one that we that we talked about, about uh, was it Valorant? Perhaps. Or was it no it was Rainbow Six Siege? Remember that? Perhaps yeah. it was that one, I think. But this is coming out of IGN. So the article of discussion is Call of Duty bans more than 14,000 Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone cheaters in one day. It's about time. Maybe they probably targeted the ones that weren't paying anything in the microtransaction stores. <laughs> but hey, let's get it. We'll take so Activision. <laughs> soon to be Xbox, uh, <laughs> Activision banned more than 14,000 Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and Warzone cheaters in one day thanks to a new exploit checking techniques. As reported by VG247, or VG247, a tweet from Call of Duty updates on Twitter, which is listed below that what we're going to get into, is revealed that Activision is using an anti-cheat technique that targets exploit developers at the source. This seemingly means that Activision can now trace a cheat from the top to everyone who's used it. So in the last, here's the tweet. In the last 24 hours, new detections directly targeting cheat developers at the source has led to over 14,000 account bans for cheating and hacking in Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone, the tweet said. Cheaters and hackers have always been an issue in Call of Duty, with the classic Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 era games perhaps the most riddled. That is an exaggeration. It was bad back in the day, but there are way more people playing these games than ever before, and I will argue just because of that statistic, the percentage will increase. Yeah. Not percentage, but the percentage, even if the percentage is the same, there's going to be more overall. Um, but anyways, whatever. Activision's recent stance against hackers has even brought these games back into the spotlight, though, as classics like Black Ops 2 and Modern Warfare 3, the original Modern Warfare 3, uh, shot to the top of the Xbox top paid games list as a recent, as a result of the recent improvements. Oh, yeah. Things didn't go, uh, go flawlessly as the publisher is later forced to pull the original Modern Warfare 2's servers to combat hackers. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Like that particular it's... thing? Like the Modern Warfare 2 thing? yeah <laughs> it, was like, it was like a whole like it was an entire malware just being sent to people like in games <laughs> like it's wild and it was like dude how does it's that like, even happen I, yeah that's what i said i was like i don't understand how that's even a thing but they literally just had to shut the servers down because like there was malware just rampant <laughs> like i just don't get it. it it it's completely bizarre how that just happens um yeah it's crazy man uh, like, it scares me to play a COD game. <laughs> like, how? Stuff like this actually put me off of COD in general. Um, yeah. It's one of the main reasons why I just left. Yeah. So, we're, last paragraph here. So, the, the current Modern Warfare 2 is nearing the end of its life cycle as Modern Warfare 3 approaches. And through Activision, has though Activision has confirmed that weapons, bundles, and operators will carry over to, into the next game. That's kind of like a desperate pr like plea to keep people playing, you know? Yeah, I would say. <laughs> For sure. Dude, I, I played Black Ops 2 recently. Like, one of the was first it? or second games I ran into. Because it, it, it was a hacker in the lobby. I couldn't leave. I tried to leave, it didn't let me. And then, like, 
he started putting rainbow text on the screen. I was like, I just want to leave. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's lobby's, these lobbies can be bad. But yeah, um, I don't know. I've, I've, I played some model for two on Xbox, um, pretty recently too, and uh, and it was fun. We I found games instantly. It's like it's exciting. Just hop on and play, get that nostalgic kick. Um, it's, so it's pretty awesome, cool. Dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The old COD games kind of have some players now. I couldn't find my Black Ops One copy though. I was kind of upset. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I was looking for it. I couldn't find. It. I was like, well, can't play Black Ops One. It makes me wonder if, like, if it's the age group that originally played the game when it came out that are playing it now, that would make sense because it's nostalgic, right? Yeah, nostalgia. But if it's newer generations that are leaving the modern games to go back to the classics, for whatever reason that they possibly have. Yep. Um, if they stay there, I think that is very, like, it, it's very telling for the current climate of AAA studios and games. I would agree. Yeah, because you know how I am with the older Halos. Like I play yeah. those all the time. Dedicated because the newer ones upset me. But yeah, um, it, I'm I'm I grew up with those games. It's different, you know. I I will say when I played, it was a lot of newer accounts, especially on Modern Warfare Two. Like a lot of level tens, ones, twenties, like no prestiges, like there's a lot of that. So yeah, probably as new users. New users is always good. Shows the okay. growth of the games. Hmm. Keep people playing these old CODs, man. I don't know, I love the old CODs. Pro perks. Like uh, I was I was playing with my boy, he was sitting next to me. Boy free where we were just like playing the games and we were just like, dude, pro perks. Oh the ACR <laughs> dude. Like we were just like everything was just so nice. Oh, getting to play with all that again. And then I tried. I was like playing and I was like, dude, my I don't know how I play with this sense on Xbox. Like I have to get used to it again because it's just like out of whack trying to get used oh, to that sense. Well, it's not just the sense that you got to get used to. There's input delay yeah. where we're spoiled now. Like pretty much all games and consoles, regardless of what you think or. Yeah, there's input delay now, but it's like go pick up a PS2. And go play a shooter. Go pick yeah. up N64 and go play that 007 GoldenEye that you're obsessed with. Yeah. It's delayed, man. It's yeah, delayed it's, like that. I, I've noticed that on PS2, like playing uh, playing a lot of those games. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it feels like, I'm like, is, is it working? <laughs> like, it's just like it takes Oh, yeah, it feels... It, the best way to describe it is like when you pick it back up, it feels broken. Yeah, no. It's because you're like, so used yeah. to the response time of modern titles and modern games. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. Yeah. It's really wild. Um, yeah. But still, there's something about it though. Back in the day, everybody was playing on the same thing, the same controllers. There were no mods. There were no like special headsets you had to have. There were no real advantages. It's like, especially if you're a competitive person, and everybody's on this equal playing field, right? Yeah. Those sure. days are gone, man. Those days are gone. People are on like Xbox Series X consoles that wish they can get a PC, wish they could afford it because they think it's going to make them better. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it'll increase you. Like, it, it's kind of like opens a gate to further potential. It doesn't make you better. Yeah. You know? I used to, hey, I used to have a case like that on COD. I was like, dude, if I get a monitor with with one millisecond response time, <laughs> nicer for yeah, that it was a response time that was like, oh, dude, this is going to be lit. Yeah, I used to be like no, that. No, that ain't the cast, man. Nope, it's not. I still suck, it, but. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it raises the ceiling of which you can achieve skill. It yeah. doesn't get you to the level. Yeah, it doesn't. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. So. And there's some people that just have that innate talent. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's a fact. You're looking. It's at crazy it right out now. here, dude. 
Look at this guy. The Halo 2 King, bro. The clips you've been sending me, uh, the stuff you're you're doing dude, in Halo 2, you're dogging all people it. in Halo Dude, 2. I've been rushing it. Uh, Shet, like, come check out the streams. Because <laughs> we're going to be multi-streaming on everything. I'm going to be bopping every day. Dude, so if you guys want to come check it I'm out. I'm just saying, Mike's skilled Halo 2 player. So I'll say it right now. Like, this man. Oh, it's insane. I t I d d here's the crazy thing, man. It's like, I'm pretty good. I know I'm pretty good. Across the broader uh, population of halo gamers yeah, yeah. like halo players in general i'm pretty good i'm up in the upper percentage but the problem is like there it's an exponential chart of skill right it's yeah. so, like i'm at probably upper tier towards like the exponential and the like the broader span of anybody that's ever played a halo game yeah. including like your little cousin kind of thing <laughs> but above me is like an extra tier of player that's almost unachievable it's oh, like th yeah. there's just like innate talent where they make me they look like the people that just started the game <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense because yeah. like the skill level is so extreme yeah, uh sure so but yeah anyways sure, sure, uh, sure. how about we get into enough about me how about we get into august 2023 video games yes, and what's coming out so i have a list and usually i rip this list from many places on the webs, and unfortunately, my second page is all whitened out with white text, so it's going to be awkward. But I got these listed, as usual, in order. Let's get into it. So, for August 2023, new video games, there are plenty to choose from. And one of them, right off the start, is August 2nd. This was released, all platforms except for the Switch, Atomic Heart Annihilation Instinct. Remember that? We were talking about Atomic Heart. Yep. And looking pretty good. I'm pretty excited about it. There is Baldur's Gate 3, which we just covered about two, three articles ago. And that's only on PC. The longest game pretty much in existence after you covered that article, <laughs> August 3rd. Um, there's also Atlas Fallen. That one looks pretty good. It's coming out August 10th. That's on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S. You got Everspace 2, a sequel. August 15th, that's on PS5, Xbox Series X and S. I'm just going to say Xbox Series X. So it's for both platforms, new yeah. generation Xbox. Yeah. Um, then you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, very famous movie series, IP, all these things. All platforms except for the Switch. And it's actually going to be on Xbox One. I was pretty surprised to see that, to be honest. You have that one's coming out August 18th. Then you have Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. That's on PC and Switch, August 18th. Immortals Avium, Avium. Oh yeah, Immortals like Baby, that, uh, dude. Yeah, it's like COD Avium, magic. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's a COD game. Or a, a, looked, a magic uh, yeah. style like RuneScape. Looks really cool, but also looks look, really cool. It looks really cool, but also look kind of stuttering. I'll just say it. It <laughs> looks say, very stuttering. Say it how I see it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's on PC, so if you have a high-end PC, you might not experience that. That's assuming true. it's optimized. Yep. But it's also on PS5, Xbox Series X. And that is August 20, uh, 22nd. Yep. Then you have Blasphemous 2, which Oof. is on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch, August 24th. And let's see, you got Ride 5, which is a, uh, what's it called? MotoGP style game. That one's on all platforms except for the Switch, August 24th. So the same day, there's a couple here. This is where we get weird because... Uh, Background on my page is all white. My text is white, so I got to highlight this real quick. 
Yeah, so there are three <laughs> games actually coming out August 24th. Blasphemous 2, Ride 5, and then Firewall Ultra. Firewall Ultra is a PS5 exclusive game, August 24th. Then you have Armored Core 6, Fire of Rubicon, which we've talked about several times. There's Armored been a bunch of Core. DLC. Yeah. yeah, looking pretty good. That's on all platforms except for the Switch. And that is August 25th. Then you have Sea of Stars, which is on all platforms pretty much, period. And that's August 29th. And closing out the month on August 30th on all platforms except for the Switch is Daymare 1994 Sandcastle. So plenty of uh, heavy hitters out there. I think the one I'm most excited for is got to be, geez, I don't know. Atomic Heart seems pretty good. Baldur's Gate, after that 100-hour recap that you just gave us, I'm kind (laughs) of losing. I lost some interest. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I just don't have that time. It's it's crazy to think that's DLC for Atomic Heart. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the game just came out. (laughs) It's crazy. It pretty much did, man. It It pretty much did. It's wild. Uh, Yeah, Atomic Heart was early in the year. Um, Still haven't played on the list. On the list yeah. of things I gotta get I, to. I hope it's more optimized. I know there was like optimization issues when it came out, so I haven't speaking of specs. Speaking of optim- optimization, I posted in the Discord, shout out uh Discord in the description below, by the way, is they have updated a major patch for the Gollum game, the most hated game of 2023. Oh, I see. I did not read the article, I just saw the headline. Yeah. So hopefully they figured out a way to fix that game. Although, uh, didn't the entire company get fired? I don't know how that works. I don't know. <laughs> so, I feel like they, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I feel like the the uh, foundation was just flawed entirely. I, I say flawed, like heavily flawed. Like I feel like the foundation just wasn't solid <laughs> to begin with. So I don't know how much they can band-aid it. But, but yeah. Yeah, rush out, rush out the door kind of garbage and trash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one, man. Very tough one. You know what's not rushed out though? What's this, that? This show, baby. We don't, we 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 put the the time in. We give it this care. All right. We have we have we clips. We got segments. We got Discord. We got articles posted to the Discord. We got events. Every event coming out this year on the Discord, so you can view it. Um, that's a fact. It's crazy stuff, man. There's summer sales going on right now. Make sure you check out the games. Make sure you check Steam and stuff like that. I don't know. There's oh, there's yeah. always like some sale going on. I feel like so it's worth checking out. Definitely. Everything. It's a. I've I've noticed most of the sales that are going on are actually technology sales, consumer yeah, sales. Uh, maybe people are just not spending enough, so they got to cut prices because of the inventory. I don't know what's going on, but I've been seeing plenty of cell phones going on sale. I've been seeing like uh, not iPads per se, but tablets in general. Get an SSD. Yeah, we talked about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and apparently these are like a going full circle. The Raspberry Pi, man. That is no longer five freaking hundred dollars or whatever it was originally selling for, and the prices are finally coming down. It only took about nice. six months for that to happen, which is why I got yeah. it so late. I've been wanting to do this for five, six months now. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would say I've been getting the modding itch. I want to take. I, I've been seeing all yeah. these videos. I'm like, dude, I want to take like an old console or like an old handheld or something and just like mod it out and make it modern. So who knows? One day. You know, what you should mod out or consider modding out is GameCube controllers. Like there's like there's like a very very serious market because the melee Smash community is so serious. Uh, the controllers mean everything, so yeah. there are like wild customization options that people are doing. They're like creating their own boards 
creating their own joysticks for like hall effect they're they're creating their own cases they're like notching certain ways for the the directional joysticks to actually be inputted it's it's nuts man that's a backflip buttons you already know baby oh yeah (laughs) yeah smooth like uh letterless buttons some of them look like galaxies and oh my gosh i'm actually i'll pull up i'll pull up a screenshot and i'll send it to you it's stunning what it looks like stunning and I can find it pretty quick. Let's see. Thank, thank goodness I mean, for Discord, man. Yeah, like I um, yeah, I don't know. Like all the like, just seeing all the modding and stuff. Like seeing cosmetically what you can do with stuff. But I even think about that. I have a I have a GameCube controller that actually has a bad joystick. So like, <laughs> I mean, it'd be it could be an option. Maybe I'll just like get a rather than get a new regular joystick. Might see if there's another yeah. option out there. Maybe better. Look at the. Uh, I just sent you the DM of no. Pull that up for the stream. Let yeah. the people see it. Let me, let me open this. Open link. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me bring my pack up. Couldn't see him for a second. All right, check this. Tell out. me that doesn't look gorgeous. Ooh, baby, that Tell looks that, that looks pretty sick. I like clean. the the C button has that nice purple like under uh kind of you know the plastic there. Oh, dude, I like the grip on the main thumbstick. Yeah. Um, Look at the joystick. They're like different notches and stuff. Yeah, dude. Hold on real quick. That is pretty sick. I like the... Oh, dude, I just love the like the, the design of that. There's, yeah, there's some of them that will actually have even further notches on the joystick. So this is like the most default controller possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one actually came with my game GameCube. But like you can have even more notches there and just you can make things so much more customizable. Um, if you're ever into smash man go for it there's like special cables too it's i mean that could be like a 200 hundred dollar controller which is wild yes that's like a a retro gaming right there yeah dude yeah those galaxy buttons i'm about to mod that controller i got dude i ain't gonna lie this there's so many other things that you can add to it it's the ultimate gamecube controller yeah Yeah, dude yeah another thing and i know before we go i just had to say another thing i've been looking at uh i think it's like a What's it? It's like Retro Fighters or something like that. It's like a controller brand that makes uh different like wireless controllers for older consoles. Yeah, um, yeah I've been uh, looking at Retro some of those. RGB, I think. Something like that. It's like a Retro something. Th- those controllers are nice though, and they're pretty affordable. Um, I've been thinking about maybe getting like a PS, a PlayStation one. They're pretty sick. But because they can work on PC, PS One. Can you find it? They're... Retro, yeah. yeah, Retro Fighters. I'm to... That's what it is. Retro Fighter. Yeah, retrofighters.com. It's uh Yeah, dude, they they make some they make some pretty sleek looking controllers um across like multiple different old school. Yep. Yeah, consoles. yeah, yeah. I was thinking about getting the um, the Xbox wireless. Yeah. Yeah, they have like the little bit. They have like the Duke or not the Duke, but you know, the Xbox one. Um they have an N64 controller in the style of like a modern like two-hander, you know, kind of thing. Um Yeah, they sell out almost instantly though. Yeah. Dude, they, they just look good. I've been looking at the uh, the PS2 one because, like, the the one for PlayStation, it's like wireless across all the original PlayStations, um, up until like three, and then it even works on Switch and, of course, PC because it's Bluetooth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been looking at something like that because they're pretty affordable. And if you can find one, it's uh, they even make GameCube ones that are like more modern. Uh, it looks sick. Yeah, I saw that. Looks sick. Yeah, the Brawler sixty four is probably the one that I'm most interested in because I. I love playing N64 Smash <laughs> yeah. with like my buddy all the time, and I, I think this dude. I might even get this for him for a gift, to be honest. Yeah, the thing about the brawler too is it's so cheap; it's only thirty five. 
So it's like yeah. it's well, a, there's a there's a whole oh. other edition too. They have a Bluetooth NSO edition, which will connect to the oh, Switch. That's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. So that could be pretty nasty. Yeah, dude, th this could be a good gift though if you're you've got a gamer friend, you know, you got a birthday coming up, or holiday. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this before. These, these guys are really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm big into this. Yeah. I'm big into controllers, man. Big yeah. into it. We should do an update later on this Gamer Six s7 or whatever it's called the one with the hall effect controllers yeah, s7 ge so we'll we'll fill the people in that probably next episode i would imagine eli's gotten the controller by then and i can ask him if it's gonna be good or not yeah true yeah and if it's good who knows dude i might check a hall effect joysticks for only 49.99 you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's not that's bad maybe fact. one day that's a fact for sure but yeah well I think what what do we have to do to wrap up right now? I think we told everybody where we're at. We got socials below. Come check us out. We're yeah, all the YouTube content. Kyle is absolutely crushing it. Um making me feel bad. I need to step up my game. So that's my goal going on into the week. And any of the links that we've covered, we switched over from bit.ly to tiny URL. I don't think they're gonna last as long. So if you're listening, you're interested in any of the articles that we covered. Go below in the description, find it wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, check it out, read it yourself, give credit to the other guys that originally wrote up the articles. We're just reacting. This is just react content, really, isn't it? At the end of the day, you um, know. It really is. But that's what we're here for. I think it's time to let the people go, man. So without further ado, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, consider liking, subscribing, following, commenting. Let us know what you think about anything that we've covered. And we'll just see you later. Hope you have a good one. Uh, Michael Anthony, co-host Kyle Heath, we appreciate you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Ooh. Have a good one. <laughs>